Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we worked and the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, it's been another week and I've had yet another adventure. <laughs> I am really feeding into my wanderlust this year and I am definitely not sorry for it. So uh, actually a friend of mine who was on the show, that's how we met, um, Eddie Ediola from episode 42. He's hiking the Pacific Crest Trail this year for his 40th birthday and that starts down here in San Diego. Um, and I've been getting back into hiking and camping. And so I trail angeled for him and a couple of his trail friends this past week. Uh, Weather was so unexpected. There's a really cute little video on Instagram about what happened, but um, it started off great. Nice hiking, sunny, just spring weather. It was, I think it was the first day of spring actually, Uh, which turned into a torrential downpour the whole next day. So they all took a zero and we stayed at camp, uh, which was really great because we all woke up to snow. Uh, It was a very, very fun two days of camping. And I'm so excited to um, actually get to meet Eddie and meet all of the people that uh, he's hiking with on the trail thus far through this little part of San Diego. Shout out to Neil, Mao, and Freebird. It was really great to meet you all. And if you want to follow along with his journey, I'm going to pop his, uh, his PCT blog in the show notes because he's a trail correspondent. He's going to be on this podcast for the trek. It's really cool. And, um, it's like a big bucket list item for him. And I'm really proud of him. And it's a, it, an amazing journey in his life after MLM. And so I wanted to share that on the show as well. If you want to follow along with him, support his journey, or just, you know, trek and see where he's at. Uh, if you're a hiker and you want to join up, I'm sure he would love that as well. Yeah, you can find all of that in the show notes and you can check out the photos of our crazy camping adventure on my Instagram. I also want to say thank you to our newest Patreon member, What Eddie Saw, uh, and no relation to the previous Eddie. This episode deals with Amway and chronic illness and the husband's perspective, which I think is really important. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we will see you back here next week. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today we're talking about a company we've talked about a million times before, Amway, but we have a completely different story from a completely different perspective. And I think it's important to tell those. So I would like to welcome to the show, Isaac Ramos. Welcome. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to nice see you. To How are you, you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm really excited. You emailed me and you were like, hey, I've got something that's a little different. And I was like, yes, let's do this. So I'm I'm really glad that you're here. Also, I love talking to men. I think the perspective from this in an in industry that is usually the victims are mostly women. It's very interesting to me to see how manipulative it is on the backside to see how men are targeted 
Uh, and I think it really just drives home like what a scam all of these are when you see right. it from all the angles. Mm -hmm. So always happy to have more male voices on this show because 25% of the victims of these scams are male. So I think we should have at least that, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one reason that probably more men don't come forward is because they don't want to admit, yeah, I was part of one of those. Th this is just a mess. So I don't want I don't want to admit a failure or whatever. Absolutely. I really do think there's a lot of shame. And especially now with like that very toxic, masculine Andrew Tate oh, sort sure. of energy that mm -hmm. vibes out there. <laughs> I was even like, I came across an Andrew Tate post literally today as I was scrolling and, you know, one of the minion <laughs> posts. And it was mm -hmm. back from December, you know, let's be honest. It was back from before the arrests right, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it still had that same energy in the comments where people are like, well, what color is your Mugani? And I'm just like, <laughs> this guy, like, I'm like, this post did not age well. There are no comments of anybody being like, oops. It's just like the, the account just stopped posting. Somehow it like got on my whatever, but it, like they have just <laughs> sort of fallen off, but not admitted anything. And it's again, it's right. that whole, like, I can't say that I bought into it. I can't say that I'm a failure. This is very emasculating to oh, yeah. me as a man to say I was wrong. It's a whole thing. We're breaking mm -hmm. it down. Generational <laughs> curses and all that, Try you know, yeah, we get exactly. it. So it, it is very fascinating. And I'm excited to talk about your experience Mm -hmm. with Amway. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us, yeah. tell us how it started. Yeah. So me and my wife met, um, it's funny because we actually met on eHarmony, um, like 2012. Long story short, um, we got married right after I graduated college and she had gotten sick with chronic migraine when she was 23. We got married 23 and 24. So she'd been chronically sick for about a year by the time we actually got married. After that, we were like, okay, we, we need to go find some doctors to, to see her parents live in Michigan. She's originally from Grand Rapids, the home of Amway, which is pretty funny. We moved in with her parents, um, which is actually where we are now, ironically. She started seeing doctors here in Michigan um, and she was, we were like, okay, we're just going to find, you know, some quick doctors, have them see her, and then we're going to move on with our life. Uh, we thought, you know, maybe take about a month. Um, ended up being seven months, um, which was far longer than either of us anticipated, either of us wanted, but you know, that's what it was. We ended up flying out to Seattle to see a doctor that one of her friends had known. They diagnosed her with, uh, Babesia, which is, you know, a, a bloodborne, like comes from ticks, very, very similar or related to Lyme disease. Um, but he didn't say that she had Lyme. So that was, that was a really interesting thing there, but we were like, okay, great. We have a diagnosis. Um, we thought we wanted to live in Washington. We thought we wanted to live in Seattle. Just went there. Absolutely not. So on the flight back home, we were like, where do we want to go? Salt Lake City. So we were just like, all right, yeah, okay. let's go to Salt Lake City. Why? I have no idea. It was what it was. We were just like, we have family out there that we haven't really gotten to see or know. Um, so let's just move out there, get to know them, and we'll make a life out there. Moved out there without jobs, no prospects of jobs, employment, anything like that. I was doing... Uh, freelance design, just doing graphic design at the moment. I think I put out probably from the time that I graduated college to the time that I actually landed my first professional job, which was uh, teaching. I put out about a hundred applications and I heard back from like three of them. Like when we got wow. to Salt Lake, I couldn't even find a job waiting tables. Like it was crazy. I was, I went to every place that I could. And then the first job that I got was actually a Sizzler restaurant, which I'd never even heard of 
at that point. I was just like, I just need something. And I was making like 10 bucks an hour. Like it was, it was not much, especially with my wife being limited in what she could do physically um, due to the just sickness that she had. That's where we were at, at that moment. Um, and we got there just like, you know, we're, we're just in this, like, this is our adventure. This is what we're doing. This is our life. And we were excited. I mean, all to be honest, we were excited to be out back on our own, be able to, to live where we wanted to, but it was just a really hard season for us. We moved there in February and I started teaching in August. So that was kind of the interim. It was about six months before I actually got to start an adult career profession job type situation. That was, that was good. I was like, Hey, this is great. Like my family's full of teachers just kind of did that. So my brother and sister-in-law, they were like, Hey, we have some news. We're going to move out there. We're going to live with you guys. And we're going to help you. Like they wanted to come and, and help take care of Liz and uh, just really, you know, be a part of our life and, and kind of be close and near to us. So it's like, this is, this is great. Long story short there, uh, that did not turn out to be the, the situation that we wanted it to be. Um, she'd gotten pregnant, kind of had her own new health stuff, like not that being pregnant is bad or anything, like we have a kid, but it takes a, it takes a toll on you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Pregnant. And so it's like, you need to do that. It's but hard my to had... help someone who's chronically ill when you're going through a pregnancy and you right. have all of these things that are happening and changing and right. are unpredictable as well. Absolutely. Right. Um, they ended up being there about six months and they moved back to Texas and we had changed our living situation at that time. And that was now a place that we couldn't afford. So they were like, you know, we'll, we'll pay for our half of the rent. You just need to find somebody to sublease and in that kind of situation. So it ended up working out, but in the few months that we were off, we felt very alone. Um, when someone's chronically ill, there's a lot of people that don't really want to invest time with us because that's difficult. Like that's a tough situation and people just, they want easy. We found ourselves in a place where we were just very isolated, didn't have a ton of friends, didn't have a ton of outside relationships. And this is kind of where, you know, our story picks up and gets interesting with the whole MLM situation. We went out one day to a dog park because we have a dog and we were like, you know what, let's just see if we can go meet some people. Like, let's just go see some dogs, take May for a walk and let's just go enjoy things. So we walk in and almost as soon as we walk in, I see these two Huskies and I absolutely love Huskies. Huskies, I think, are amazing dogs. They're hilarious. They're obviously high energy. We don't own one, but I love Huskies. So I went up to this guy. I was like, hey, do you mind if I like pet your dogs? Like, I just love Huskies. And we just ended up spending time with this couple for like an hour and a half. We just walked around this dog park, talking with them, enjoying them, getting to know them, loving their dogs. And how old are you guys at this point? At this point, uh, I was 26. So Liz would have been 24. Okay. So, so yeah, relatively was, young. Yeah. We were just excited to find somebody who was relatively close in age to us and like had Absolutely. great people skills and everything totally. like that and everything. I can see so that too. Like, yeah. That age right after college when you're getting married and maybe your friends aren't, it's, it's a strange age because everybody's going through life changes at the same time. So to meet mm -hmm. someone at a dog park with a dog that's a couple you're like oh my gosh like these could be friends like we could go to the dog absolutely. park absolutely like, totally i absolutely see that and 100% i'm really upset though that the dog park is the scene of the crime <laughs> i was like no right well i mean they they were there they didn't say anything though i actually went up to them, i was like hey do you mind if i grab your number we really like you guys like just really looking for friends wanted to hang out would you guys want to do something sometime? And they're just like, sure. So they gave us a number, we exchanged numbers and we left. And that was, that was the end of that. 
So I was like, hey, you know, like, let's call them up. Let's see if they want to hang out or whatever. Maybe a week or two later, texted them. I was like, hey, do you guys want to hang out sometime? They're just like, sure. Why don't you come over for dinner? It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Wasn't expecting to go to dinner that fast, but sure. That sounds great. So, so we went over and uh, we had dinner with them and they start talking about, you know, some of these things that they have going on. And they're just like, yeah, you know, we, we have this mentor um, who's really helping us with our, with our finances and just like helping us get out of debt and like want to bring my wife home from work and stuff like that. And we kind of like chuckled and like we we had an idea that they were mormon we didn't know anything about mormons at this point but we were just like that sounds like a very mormon thing to to say or whatever because like we would never give up our jobs like we would like we love working we love doing stuff like i wanted to be an animator wanted to be doing all these other things and my wife wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor and so we just really were like oh that's kind of an odd thing to say but you know cool good for you and i was at a point right there where i was i had been actively looking for someone to mentor me and teach me in animation um, and, and art and stuff. And so, but I was like, we don't have the money for that. Like, I know that those artists aren't going to do it for free. Like, that's, that's crazy. But, you know, here's somebody that might be able to help us with our debt. Like, here's somebody that might be able to help us with the things that we're struggling with, like just not making it like it's hard to live on a teacher's salary. And so maybe, maybe that would be a solution. This is all stuff that I was working through in my head. And I told him, like, is he looking for anyone else? And of course, they're like, like firecrackers going off in their heads. And he's just like, I'll ask him and see, you know, just kind of playing it so cool or whatever. And just did it just like, so I I feel like the Amway (laughs) people are like the hard to get, like they're always playing hard to get. Like you asked for his number, you text them first. They were a little like, come on over for a dinner party. You're just like, wow, that's like. It's like, that's like third base for like double dating, right? You're like, already your own home? Really? Okay. Right. Yeah. Very eager there. But it's like, they're just sort of sprinkling. They're just sort of teasing. And you're like, I want this. Maybe me. And they're like, we'll see. We'll see. Like, that's every Amway story. Is this like really weird, hard to get? Like, I don't know if you're good enough. I'll have to ask around. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because that is, they call that an approach. Like that's the curiosity approach. It's like you mentioned something about this person that you know, and uh, they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, let me let me check around, um, and I'll see." We're talking with them and continue to do that, and then we like play games after that, and we we love games, so that was something that we just really in, enjoyed doing, and just you know, hang out with them, get to know somebody else, and I feel like games lead you to a deeper understanding of a person. <laughs> How do they yeah. respond to losing? Um, <laughs> the competitive and, aspect <laughs> right right oh my gosh fast forward just a little bit you know maybe probably a couple weeks and they say hey uh we talked with our mentor and um he wanted us to sit down talk a little bit kind of get to know what you're thinking and and then you know might be able to introduce you at some point and i was like awesome let's do it let's talk let's sit down when and where and so we went to a restaurant called Neaters, just a cafe. We walk in and he's in a suit, like this light blue suit. And his wife is in a dress. And I'm like, Liz, did they tell you that we were supposed to be dressed up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, this is interesting. So we sat down. We're like, sorry, like, I didn't I didn't know that we were supposed to dress up. And they're oh, don't worry. Like, you know, it's 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 all good. 
like, okay. it's so strange. It's like, right. Like how I met your mother, like Barney Stinson, like suit up. Like, so people <laughs> right. think you're important. Like it's straight right. out of the bro code handbook to just like, just suit up. You know what I mean? Right. Is this place you said neaters is, is yeah. it like a fancy place or is no. it, what's, is it like a, a Denny's or just like a, and so seeing someone sitting there in a suit would be striking to be like, Whoa, right. Oh, who is here on a business lunch? Interesting. Right. Okay. Right. That's kind of what it would have felt like. Um, so we sit down, we get to talking to them and they're just kind of, you know, sharing stories with us about their mentor and stuff. And they said something like, you know, it's, he's so funny when we're together, you know, he'll ask a question and he has us raise our hand um, if it applies. And I'm like, you're sitting down across the table from somebody and he's asking you to raise your hand. I'm like, that's really odd. But I just kind of, you know, dismissed it. I was like, oh, you know, he's just kind of a funny guy or whatever, like just making jokes with people and asking for their participation. We carry on. And at the end of this meeting, um, you know, they'd asked us about our mindset. They'd asked us about our goals. Um, where do you want to be in five, 10 years, 20 years? Um, what are some things that you want to do that you're on, that you're not on track for right now um, or that you might never accomplish if you don't change your financial situation. Questions like that. And I was like, oh, no, that's that's a good question. I have a question. How much mm -hmm. emphasis was being married and being a couple and like planning for your future part of this? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously being together, they were asking, you know, like, you know, what are things that you as a collective want to accomplish? You know, do you have the same dreams and goals? Like, are you going in that direction together? Do you want to spend time together? Do more time together? You know, like, isn't that why you got married in the first place? You know, that kind of thing. I, I later found out that that couple was very new at that point. So they didn't know a lot of the questions to ask like that to target more towards couples. And But there were some because couples, at least in worldwide group, are high priority, prized prospects kind of thing. So your line of affiliation is Worldwide Group, which used yes. to be Worldwide Dream Builders. Right. Worldwide okay. Dream Builders. So at, at some point, they changed the name from Worldwide Dream Builders, probably because that was being Googled, and then changed it to Worldwide Group because it was less Googled at the time. Um, yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's interesting, um, the the whole dynamic of of how they made shifts and moves and things. But yeah, so we we get done with this first meeting and they're like, okay, we, we've got some homework for you. Um, you know, this is a test. Want to see if you're serious. Um, here, take this book, read it, um, write down your goals, put money value to them, and then we'll meet in three to five days, whenever that is, like whatever day that falls on. And the book they gave us was The Business of the 21st Century by Robert Kiyosaki, which is 100% about network marketing MLMs, whatever, not a super huge book, but they're like, we want you to read this before we meet next. Amway um, <laughs> definitely recommends his books. I think he sold Amway at some point as well. Someone literally messaged me today asking about him. And I was like, oh, he's an Amway scammer. Run. <laughs> Here it right? shows up oh, in our my talk. Gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Kind of the thin threads that you'll see just throughout everything. Yeah. It's, it's its own thing. We finished the book. We, we get through it all and um, they're like, okay, you know, like what questions do you have? Did you finish the book? You know, what's, what's going through your head right now? And I was like, honestly, there's not a whole lot to me that's new in there. 
things that I'm thinking of that are different. Puts a positive spin on network marketing. And I mean, is that essentially what it is? I think I kind of skimmed through it because I'm a slow reader. And so I like, I needed every minute that I could have to get through it. But I knew I was serious about this person that was going to help me with my future. So I was, I was going to do whatever I could to, to get through it. But I really wasn't all that impressed with the book. And he had talked, he just raved about it. He talked to, you know, this is an amazing book. Like it's going to change your life. Mm, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so we finished that meeting and uh, Liz had talked to her dad about it. He's like, oh, it kind of sounds like Amway. And um, so our, one of our questions to them was, is this Amway? And oh his wife sat up straight and turned over to him so stiff and rigid, like, oh boy, what do we say? They're like, oh no, we've been found out. <laughs> we've been caught. So he says, uh, well, cat's out of the bag. Yes, it's Amway. And we were just like, we don't know anything about Amway. Sure. Like, oh what's the next thing? They were like relatively cool about it. Like she just didn't know what to say because it was like a policy almost. Like they couldn't say not to say Amway, but it's just that's not shared in the first two meetings of what is called the process. And the process is a series of meetings uh, that you go to, to go through everything. And once you go through the, I think it's seven step process when you go through, yeah. It's <laughs> when you like go an through Amway funnel. Yes. Yep. <gasps> it's weeding out the chaff. It's getting rid of the the people who were the jokers and, Kicking you know, just not serious. And all the yeah, losers. It's crazy. The losers for the losers, 100%. (laughs) We get through that and they're like, okay, you know, the next thing is to go to this meeting. Uh, It's it's called a regional. You're just going to come here. Uh, There's going to be a lot of people there and uh, you know, it's, it's business. So, you know, want to, want to be dressed appropriately for that. And uh, there's going to be somebody there that's going over the company, over the business model, over numbers, you know, they're just going to go over everything. I was like, okay, cool. That sounds great. Um, What time is it? Started at 7 p.m. Got together that night, ran out. And it's funny because I remember putting on my business coat. My wife was like, uh, why don't you take that off? I don't want you to be overdressed. <laughs> so I was like, okay, sure. So I put I don't on even a sweater. think in a tuxedo you could be overdressed in an Amway meeting. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Or I put on my sweater jacket and we we go to the to the meeting and we walk in and it's, it's called the salt palace and it's where they hold all their conventions and everything. When you walk in, there's like 1500 people there. It is massive. When you say big, you're talking over a thousand people at this one oh meeting. My God, It was huge. Absolutely huge. We, we go in and the diamond is up there and like, well, they introduce him. Uh, and every, everybody just stands up and is like roaring like this uproarious applause. And it's, it's insane. Like just shy of like fandom, like he's a celebrity to them. And I was like, oh man, he must be a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then start, start clapping too. But I have no idea why I'm clapping. Cool. Like this guy's neat. <laughs> he goes through everything. And I mean, he's hilarious. He's charismatic. He's a sharp looking guy. He's, I think at that point he was like 30, 31 years old, something like that. And making what I understood from his conversations and everything to be like million dollars a year, couple million dollars a year, maybe. I don't know exactly how much, but a lot of money, a lot more than I'm making, like multiple times, right. multiple, multiple times my salary. He talked about the people that are helping him. I was like, he's getting help too. 
Like, that's amazing. Like it was just painted this wonderful picture, like this picturesque life and everything that you could possibly imagine having. It's like, you get to have it. Like he bought his wife a $30,000 purse. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Um, and like his mentor is calling him cheap because he's not willing to pay the next one up or whatever. I was like, that's crazy. How cool would that be if we could do that? Like just these ideas start running and you're just like, oh my right. gosh. And like, they know how to tell stories to paint a picture in your head to get you to want the same thing. And it's like all of a sudden your dream is now to buy your wife a $30,000 purse that you didn't even know existed <laughs> five minutes ago. And now it's right? your dream. We have to yeah. do this. We have to get there. I need to give this to you. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I just remember walking out of there and walking past like every store that we saw. And I was like, how do people not know about this? How is everybody not doing this? Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. That should have been a clue. I was like, my eyes had been opened. The veils had been pulled away from the curtain, like whatever. I was just like, jobs are a joke. This is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a huge undertaking to, to like, not just blab about it to everybody. Cause I, and they say like, don't talk to people about this until you know what you're talking about. And that's the, that's should have been again, the red flag that's like, you should be talking to everybody about this to get their opinions. And it's funny because I didn't right. even know about Reddit at this point. I had no idea what Reddit was. This was 2018. So this was 2018. We had met the couple in February. We finished out the process and got started in business in April. I think it was April 2nd was the first day that we got started in business. Got to add the air quotes. And that weekend, right after we launched our business, we went to a major function in Las Vegas, which is about five and a half hours away. The first one that you go to with Worldwide Group is free. And so you don't have to pay for admission to the event, which I'm glad because we had just gotten started in business. Um, it was, uh, I think, a $100 starter kit, something like that. So Amway does good at like getting people in because it's not expensive to get started. It's not like LuLaRoe where you're paying thousands of dollars for inventory. You pay for a starter kit. It's a hundred bucks. Um, you get started with worldwide group and they have their subscriptions and stuff, which right. is the uh, tools cult scam. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I actually have the, the prices written down as I remember them. Um, so you have the communication system. It's like a voicemail app system called communicate. And that's a subscription of $37 a month for almost 40 bucks a month. Then you have Premier Member, which is a subscription that is, it started at $80 a month. Um, by the time I was done, it went up to $90 a month, but it also cut out some other costs. So they kind of justified it by evening those out. Then you had your local functions, which was $15 to $20 per person, one to two times a month, probably more often twice a month than once a month. And then you have major functions, which ranged from a one night event, which was $75 per person. And that was in January. So that was kind of like the kickoff event. And then you had two events that were $150 per person and one event that was $175 a person. The one that we were going to was $150 a person. We didn't have to pay for it. We just kind of split the cost of a hotel. But then you also have to include food and travel expenses, all that stuff. The the first time that we get there, this is a, an event at uh, Thomas and Mac Arena, and this event was called Spring Leadership. And so they're going and they're, they're talking about leadership, and they have John Maxwell come in and oh, give God. his talks and stuff. And I, like I think he's a phenomenal speaker. Like I've read some of his books. I can't read him anymore. He just plays the MLM circuit. You he can does. become a hair doctor with Monate if you take the John Maxwell hair doctor course. I right? Mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Like he's such a good speaker and he has such good stories and stuff, but I, I didn't realize 
like that's his thing is he goes to MLMs and like it's so upsetting so upsetting oh my gosh infuriating even but we show up at um at this event and this uh is one of either six or eight events that happen around the country um with worldwide group just making it more accessible to people in different parts of the country that are involved this one alone was anywhere from 13 to 17,000 people wow yeah the the first year that we went i think there was either 13 or 14,000 people the last one that we went to there was 17,000 people and that was one event it was I mean, the biggest you just imagine they're all paying the fee, but they're also mm-hmm. all paying for communicate and they're also all paying for everything. All of them dollars and dollars yes. and dollars every single month. Churn, <laughs> churn, 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 churn. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just in like a city that's not even they're all over the world. Right. Before we got out, they um, just kicked off in Australia. Worldwide group, not Amway. Worldwide group. Like I'm Amway's in like 108 countries or something like that. Way too many. <laughs> and they they got kicked off in Australia. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like if we reach a certain level, we can go and speak in Australia or whatever. It's no, it's it's not cool. But at the time we were excited because it's just like it's it's expanding. People are learning and growing and having these opportunities to change their life when ours never changed um, in the way that they had promised it would. So, yeah, that that was uh, that was a hard realization to have um, looking back. Um, but at the time, again, you know, it's, it was just like, we were, we were excited. We were excited to have the opportunity because it was painted so gloriously. I was just going to say, like, you guys are a, a couple, you're a married mm-hmm. couple and you're doing this together. Were there any times where one of you felt weird and you would talk to each other? Did you talk each other out of it or like, how would that work? Yeah. So later on down the road, so we had a, a a son at the beginning of COVID. For us, everything shut down early, mid-March. Our son was born end of May. So it was still pretty, pretty early on. Didn't know a whole lot was going on. And that was a, that was a hard birth for him. Like he ended up having to go to the NICU for six days, I think. Just a really hard delivery that kind of triggered some more health stuff for her. Eventually she just kind of phased out. It was I think he was probably a year and a half, maybe, uh, before she was like, I'm done. But she never told me she was done. She just sort of phased going. it out. Slowly. Yeah. I'm too busy. I got the baby. I got stuff to do. I'm tired. Right. It's fine. Like you just go yeah. without me. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I was fine with that because I knew it was important. And I was the driver anyways, driver, and was going to make it happen. I was going to, I was going to do this thing. And so, yeah, that was down the road, but it, it took a while. It took a while for us to actually see that and for her to realize how difficult it was uh, to actually make anything happen. But for a long time, we were going to meetings together. We were going out connecting together. <laughs> That's what they call it. They call it connecting. You're prospecting. You're right. Lo- you're looking for people, but they call it connecting um, because they don't want it to, to sound bad. Yeah. What were some of like the weirdest ways that you connected with people? Uh, so the way that they taught us to to go through and you got to realize that everything is taught in this. So it's mastered by the time you're a few months in um, and you just become proficient at it and then you carry on and, and go through everything. 
So like a good little robot. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, that's, and I'd come across the site, like my wife is married to an Ambot or something like that. I still haven't ever been, but I saw the site and I was like, oh, that's so mean. Like that person doesn't believe in her. Um, what a I loser just, with like, a J-O-B. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so stupid. When I would go out, I would like, I had like a circuit of stores that I would go to that I would put on rotation that I could go and go to efficiently and then head home and, and kind of be done with the day. But I would go uh, to Barnes and Noble. I would talk to people about the books that they're reading, ask them how to go to the business section or whatever, and be like, oh, you're interested in business. What a coincidence. I'm in business. Like, and say, oh, what kind of business? You know, I drive traffic online for a number of companies, you know, and the number of companies was all the partners that Amway had because they were partnered <laughs> with like Apple and uh, Microsoft, uh, uh, Best Buy, and so we would say that because it was a legitimate statement, but it was not true. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot there that we would say and that we were taught to say to word it in a very specific way to create interest. I didn't like using the, what I call it, the curiosity re- approach because they had to ask me about it and I just wanted to tell them. What we were taught is the Columbo approach. And there was this old show called Columbo this guy would be talking to a suspect about something and he would be, you know what? One question. Uh, did you do this or whatever? And, you know, what was your motive in this? And the person would be like, oh, I confess. And so he would tell us, you know, do the Columbo approach. You you end the conversation. You're, you've connected with this person. You've asked them questions. You did form, family, occupation, recreation, motivation. You've farmed this information from a person. And now you can leave because you've, you've connected by the time you've done all of that, you've connected with the person, you turn to leave, you say, wait one second, so-and-so, Roberta, um, do you keep your options open or do you plan on working for the rest of your life? Oh, snap. <laughs> and the person would be like, well, no, I don't plan on working for the rest of my life. Of course, I keep my options open. And you're just like, oh, you know, I just, just curious, you know, um, and then you would feed them this information, right? You know, if, if you, since, since you keep your options open, throw your number in my phone, I'll reach out to you in a, in a few days, uh, have a look at my calendar and we can sit down and, and talk about some potential business options. And so it sounds legitimate. I wonder if Peter Falk knows that the IBOs are besmirching his good name. Oh my gosh. Oh no. I wish that he would. I can't believe the Columbo approach. My dad used to watch Columbo. Like that's hilarious. I love that you know that. <laughs> like, the Jessica uh, Fletcher approach. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, also, I wonder how many people listening right now were like, that's why that weird guy was talking to me at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So there was Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, shoe stores. Let's see where else. Uh, I mean, obviously grocery stores. You just connect people at grocery stores. People go shopping. And they always told us, you know, you don't have to buy anything everywhere you go, but you need to carry something so it looks like you're shopping. And I hated that. Oh my God. I hated that. That's, I, I could imagine that you would. That is just. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just this process of this is just what you do. Like you're not going out there and you're not looking for results, but eventually you're going to get them. And, you know, that, that kind of language and that kind of stuff. But I would always talk to people. You know, and, and they said, you know, like, look, look for a ring. Like if, if you're like guy, talk to a guy, look for a ring. If they're married, that's a good sign. Like I remember our platinum even saying like, 
if I see a guy with a ring, I'm getting his number because <laughs> I can, which sounds super weird, but he knows that he's going to target somebody who's going to be driven for a, for a cause. That, I mean, that is so scammy and gross. Look for a <laughs> ring and then target him and we can get them both. Right. I remember hearing in an audio, uh, somebody saying that they were, it might have even been one from Rich DeVos, um, where he was at a convention or something with all of the other MLM owners. And somebody from Mary Kay said, came up to him and said, uh, you know, y'all are doing something right with getting couples. He said, if we could get the husbands involved, we'd be as big as you, which is a scary thought. Yeah, that's terrifying. They know what they're targeting. They know what they're doing. And I can't believe that he admitted that in in a recorded audio. (laughs) I mean, I can, and I also can't, you know, like some of the recorded audio we've heard has been like, oh, okay. So you do know what you're doing right right here. Right. Especially the, uh, the, uh, the training audios. How long were you guys involved? We were registered. I'll say that for four and a half years. Um, I was pretty actively involved for probably three, I would say. So we got started almost like hit the ground running right after we got signed up and went to that conference. And then I was like, I need to start doing meetings like right now. Like I want to get this thing done. Like we're going to be diamond in a year. Like we're going to be making millions of dollars every year soon. And so I was, I was driven. I was excited. I was ready to go. And I believed in it because no, I, I thought it was a cool idea. Like you give people an opportunity to do that and they can multiply through other people and grow exponentially. Um, I didn't work out anything like along the lines of, you know, if everybody gets six people, which worldwide group calls Eagle, you have Eagle, you have double Eagle, and those are the business parameters. Um, I don't know how it was with LuLaRoe, but I know that there are some companies that will do binary legs. So you get paid off the smaller leg or the bigger leg or uh, but Amway, you can sponsor as many people as you want and be paid off of every single leg. Yeah, that's and, how that's how LuLaRoe was as well. Okay, right. And then so your your first goal was to get Eagle done. And then from Eagle, you put another six in while you help the first six get six. And they said, you know, you're not going to you're not going to hit this like the way that it looks here on this piece of paper, which they give you a business overview or a BOV. And it had all the information, had all the numbers. It was an FTC regulated document. So you knew it was reliable. They, they started off and they had timelines and they said, uh, six months to a year, you should be Eagle. 12 to 18 months, you should be double Eagle. 12 to 24 months, sometime in there, you should be platinum. And platinums in Amway are making roughly uh, $35,000 cash plus a $15,000 incentive trip. And that's the achievers trip every year. And you get bonus checks and plus they give you like $12,000 just as a bonus for for hitting that. I, I think Amway is one of the only MLMs that actually do have like the all expense paid, all inclusive trips. It's really interesting. So like, wow, yeah, $15,000 trip, but people don't realize that you get taxed on that. Right. And you have right. to pay taxes on a $15,000 trip. Right. <laughs> they're still they're still paying for it somehow. It's still included as what your income or, or whatever. So it's not it's not a free gift. You're not paying for it out of your pocket. You're still paying for it in some some regard. But I mean, there's there's people that have been on 30, 40, 50 trips with Amway 
that have gone that. And once, once you hit the higher levels, like Diamond, you get to go on a Peter Island trip, which is like, if you were to go there on your own, it would be like $60,000 for a weekend. Like, and that's just for the stay. Like that's not to do, like it's Amway's own private British Virgin Island. And you can look it up. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Like you're going to go there and it's going to be awesome, but it's, it's incredibly expensive. It's like, I I can't remember all the details about it, but yeah. And it's Amway's Island. I think it's technically owned by the Van Andels, but Amway uses it for Amway people. And And it's a diamond exclusive, diamond enough exclusive resort. Right. Right. It's open to the public. So if like, I think they said that Usher uses the island on occasion. That's right. Ooh la la. Yeah. I don't know. Different, different people have used it in the past. Um, But I mean, there's that trip you get Diamond Club in Hawaii every year. And those, I think they start being paid first class when it's, when you're an executive diamond, which is you have nine platinum. So diamond, six platinum legs executive diamond nine platinum legs double diamond 12 um and then on and so forth to crown which crown i don't i don't even know i think it's like 20 diamond legs or something like that or 20 uh platinum legs so what was the highest you guys got (laughs) we did not get high at all i wanted so badly to do that but we reached a thousand pv with so a thousand pv uh was three thousand dollars of business running through every month and and how much of that came out of your pocket Anywhere from four to six hundred dollars. Wow! So like twenty five percent. We're just like, yes, we we hit a thousand PV, and everybody was like, a thousand PV is always the hardest. And I was like, then why are we not like so much further by now? And what I came to find is that Salt Lake is a very small place. Like it's it's a large city. Like I think there's one point five million people in the valley. Like overall, so I mean it's not as big as some other places, but it's it's a lot of people. But with every MLM that's already there, it is incredibly oversaturated. Oh yeah. And with as many people as there were in like the different groups that were already established there, like 1500 people, if every single one of those people that was at that first event that we went to goes out and connects with three people that day and three different people the next day and three different people the next day, like you only have a certain number of days before every single person in the Valley is going to be met and hear the same exact crap. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) exponentially you run out of people very quickly, especially when everybody is doing it. And there, and there's so many MLMs, there's so many headquartered MLMs in Salt Lake and (laughs) because of the LDS church and how Mm -hmm. prevalent and prominent the population is there, and the way it's like, you know, women stay home and take care. It's just so built in that there's yeah. so much MLM in Salt Lake and Utah, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, all over, but really highly concentrated there. It, it's just, it's so, you're right. Like everybody's involved and you, you can't really even talk to 10 people before all of a sudden everybody's heard about it already. Right, right. And I, I would have conversations with people. And I'd be like, hey, you know, this is what I do for business. And he's like, do you know so-and-so? Because I just met him about 30 seconds ago. And he said the exact same thing. And they told us, play it ignorant. You have no idea if they're talking about who you know, which I absolutely did know the person that they were talking to. We we had a script 
that we would say. And we were told to memorize it cold so that we could go through and just feed this information to other people. So people were literally hearing the exact same thing every single day. That is the epitome of gaslight gatekeep girl boss right there. You're like, I don't know that guy. That's weird. I don't know what you're talking about. Would you like to hear about my opportunity? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Keep your options open. Yeah. Um, Do you want to work at J-O-B your whole life or would you like to have options? Do you want to die a loser or do you want to be happy for once? You're just people like, what kind of questions are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, it's just absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. But yeah, we, we fought hard to like get out there. And a lot of it was overcoming self-doubt, overcoming, you know, the, the questions that you have in your own head. Like, am I able to do this? The question for everybody is no, like, you're not meant to be able to do this. You're meant to stick around for four and a half years. So people can siphon all of that money out of you. You're not meant to do this. And I didn't see that for the longest time, but I still kept fighting for it. After we had gone a thousand PV, I had two car accidents in one week, Oh my! like within the span of seven or eight days. Like it was devastating to me for for multiple reasons. Like we were out two cars immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? And I'm like, so you're supposed to get on like counseling sessions and you're supposed to use Kate to be like, Hey, here's what's going on. Here's the challenge that I'm facing. How do I deal with this? And they said like, they're supposed to send back life-changing information in one to four minutes because it was a four minute max recording time but you had to you had to you know communicate with your coach let them know what's going on like they told us (laughs) so this is kind of where the divisive stuff with being married in worldwide group specifically i can't obviously i can't speak to any others but with worldwide group they said don't counsel with your spouse they share the same checkbook as you you have the same funds so i feel like that's counterintuitive in that exact same sentence like right don't talk to your spouse about spending money because you also can spend money. It's just, I mean, I understand like sometimes, but like for big purchase, it just, oh, it's, 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 it encourages being dishonest to your spouse. And that's just gross. Right. Well, their, their, their whole idea behind that was like, your spouse isn't going to give you any better information than what we're able to give you because they're coming from the same broke mentality that you are. You're both stuck. You both suck. It was a lot of that. Like, and, and no, don't share negative downline. That was one of the, the core values or principles, whatever it was. You're not supposed to share negative downline because if you share negative downline and husband, you ha- you need to see yourself as your wife's upline. So you don't share negative downline and then you take all of your negative upline. So they're immediately isolating you from your spouse and being able to talk about hard things. Even though you're technically a team and you're signed up as a team, it's an unspoken rule that the wife is the downline to the husband. Pretty much. (gasps) 
gasp i mean yeah. shocking and also like so predictable and like not shocking at the same exact time <laughs> oh my god that's to so hear it mm-hmm. spoken yes yes Ugh. like it's it's there and i'm a christian but this is all so grounded in fundamental christianity that it's like you need to have this certain pattern that you're going to replicate and duplicate throughout the rest of your downline so you need to be an example in this certain way and so it's grounded in that like male to female hierarchy sort of way like the man is more important and greater and stronger in every way than the woman is which is total crap like i don't believe that at all yeah um just toxic misogynistic bullshit right right i mean it's just that's all where it came from and it it is just like that toxic junk garbage and it was so interesting because like anytime you talk to your upline about like marriage stuff, like, Hey, here's what's going on in our relationship. How do I deal with this or whatever? Um, they're like, go read this book. It's called love and respect. It's about women respecting your husbands and husbands loving your wives and doing it in this certain way. And these are the things that are said. And it's totally whatever. Like the, the author essentially says like stay in an abusive relationship, essentially. Boys will be boys. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like, it's just it, so many things like that. So worldwide has their approved book list. And so it's like this list of a hundred something books that you can read from, and you're supposed to read every night. And this is part of the programming. The programming comes from like five different sources. It's listening to audios. It's listening to communicates that are sent down to you. And you can have anywhere from uh, probably on average, probably five to 30 or 40 just depending on how long they are uh, or how many get sent down. They're all from 30 seconds, probably the shortest average to four minutes plus, because sometimes they would send down some that have been tagged onto and tagged onto and tagged onto, and they end up being like 10 to 12 minutes long. So you have these potentially couple of hours worth of listening to do on top of the already hour long listening that you're supposed to be doing to do that. And they say to cut out the garbage, cut out music, cut out TV, there were so many things like that where they would tell us to give up the certain thing and do whatever else and just, you know, kind of carry on with your life, like get, get the important things. Successful people have big libraries and small TVs. Uh, I mean, I don't think it matters the size of the television, especially if you have like Netflix or something, right? That's right. so strange. Like I could watch it on my phone and I could watch it on the big screen and I could watch it on that. Like it doesn't matter. Also, mm. I have a very extensive library, but most of the books I listen to are audiobooks because I don't have time to read. Right. Because I'm doing so many other things. Yeah. It's just, it's all like within a second, you can like debunk all their dumb stuff. Like, very, you're like, that's not true. Right. Like, your belief system is wrong. Yeah. But anytime, anytime we did question things like that, it's like, well, are you a millionaire? Yeah. What color is your Bugatti? Yes. <laughs> exact same idea. It's this total dismissal and like that gaslighting attitude and like, well, you don't have any knowledge in business. So how can you say whether this is a legitimate business or not? You have to have knowledge on the subject before you can ever judge it uh, for what it is. How many legitimate businesses do you own? Because I have five. I have five businesses. I'm an entrepreneur, small business owner. I have five businesses. Yeah. Yeah, this just popped into my head. One thing that, um, you know, every, every meeting that we would do, um, with our diamond, he did one for our 
platinum leg once every four to six weeks, something like that. So he would come in. I mean, he lived in Salt Lake area. He would come in um, and we'd have, I don't know, anywhere from 100 to 200 people in a room just for that one leg, um, like which was crazy. But we would go be going through and he would kind of do his thing. He's, the first probably 45 minutes of the hour is mindset. And then there's five minutes of here's the business plan. And then the last 10 minutes is here's what you do next. And so it's like this blink of an eye. And the first time they hear Amway is as they're going through the BOV and kind of doing that stuff. But as he's going through the BOV, he says, here's what you do. You do um, 100 PV a month, which is $300 wholesale, $400 retail. They tell us to buy retail so that we can put the extra $100 into a savings account to pay for our expenses for the next month. So you're putting all that money in. They only get paid off of the wholesale. He would say, if you've made money, stand up. And all of us would stand up because Amway sent us a check from our last month because we got our 100 PV and then 50 PV of retail, which is the not quota, but minimum that you needed to sell in order to earn a bonus. So we would go get that. They would send us like a $13 check. We made money. So this must be legitimate. That's like going to Kohl's, like having everyone sit and it's like everyone who's ever shopped at Kohl's and like, who here has gotten cold cash? And everyone raised their hands like, you've all made money. That's not how right. that works. <laughs> right. That's not how and that works. for some reason, I didn't catch that. I was like, yeah, Amway sent me, sent me a check. So this must be legitimate because I got $13 off of rewards. that. Basically. <laughs> yes, it. that's what it is. But no, it was just basically, did Amway send you a check? Yes. Cool. See, it works. It's evidence. I mean, it's like saying... Has the government ever done anything nice for you? Like, well, I guess they sent me a check and then they, they then they taxed me on that check. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me enough for one month worth of rent and then they hey. taxed me on it and it wasn't enough to cover the rent. Awesome. It's the same thing. It, yeah. It's the same thing. Give yeah, everybody a bite of cake huge. and then be like, who here's hungry? You're like, see, we solved hunger. See? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's this, yeah. it, it doesn't compute. Right. They don't. They're not the same thing. And I don't think you are going to make money until you're probably a double eagle. And like, I mean, maybe, I mean, obviously I was never a double eagle, so I can't say, but looking at the numbers and everything, like maybe eagle, you you might be making some money at eagle, but you're putting all of this money in to do that. And I can't see that your bonuses would be very big until like, significant something to consider being like worthwhile until probably double eagle which there's only like i think less than five percent of people who get involved in amway are ever going to go eagle it's funny to me that one of the ranks is eagle like it's very america like eagle and diamonds <laughs> like it's like it's just very america you know what i mean yeah and they're like why do we call it eagle because you got to go get it because america that's why Hmm. Amway, it's the American way. I've never made that <laughs> correlation, which is why I chuckled like that. But yes, that's so, so true. And Worldwide Group prides themselves on being patriotic. Like they have FED what? Free no. Enterprise Days, um, where you go and you celebrate the military. Which you know, I obviously respect the military. Like I think it's so important. But 
I mean, it's it's all about like this is what we were founded on, and this is what we have, and this is what we're going for, and this is why socialism is bad, and communism is bad, and America is great. Oh, and Canada too, because Canadians are here. <laughs> so there are people that came from Canada to Las Vegas for that function. I, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. So, what was the final straw? What made you go? Never mind. I'm done. We had sort of a, a financial crisis. We moved away from Utah. And this was back in May of last year. So end of May last year, we moved to Dallas to be closer to my family. Like I was like, great, we're going to build a, a Texas market. Our, our plans were like, we want some business in Texas. So we need to go down there. And like, once you do that, and we'll come and we'll be there. And so we were just like, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Liz was kind of like way over it at this point. I still was kind of clueless and like trying, but not trying super hard. And I would go out connecting and... I had so much anxiety by this point that I was like, I, I don't know that I can do this anymore. Like with a good heart. Oh, there was a, a, a specific moment. Uh, one conversation that I had, I would connected with this guy and had a really good connection with him. Like I genuinely liked him. He liked me. We were going to like, we switched phone numbers and carried on. I called him a couple of weeks later. I was like, Hey, do you remember me? And he's like, yeah, how's it going? Like, what's up? I was like, hey, you know, just wanted to see, you know, like how things are going and, you know, had a question if you don't mind me asking. And yeah, so go ahead. Here's kind of the, the situation. Work with a 42-year-old partnership that drives traffic online and go through the whole stupid spiel. And then he's like, I really thought we connected. Like, I liked talking to you. Like, this is, this is what you're calling me about. Oh man, how heartbreaking. Yeah, I was, yeah, I you know. I just like, I really enjoyed our conversation and thought of you. This is a total shot in the dark. Just wanted to see, you know, do you keep your options open? And he's like, well, what do you do? And I was like, well, you know, I, I just kind of went through the thing again. He's like, you're not telling me anything. We were on the phone for 45 minutes. It's supposed to be like this two minute quick call where they're just like, yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Boop. Hang up and you carry on. And we went back and forth for 45 minutes. And I finally told him, I was like, no, this is Amway. And he's like, you couldn't tell me that at the beginning. I stepped off that phone call and I was just about sick. Like I was, I was devastated and so hard for me. That was, that was coming out of like, we had done this incentive where our platinums were like, Hey, if you hit these metrics, get this number of numbers, do this number of appointments, sell this number of products, then we'll go and we'll play games as a, as a team at the barn, which is super nice. And we, we hit it and we hit all three tiers and everything. And then we found out that our diamond was only making $800,000 a year from Amway. He was making the other whatever amount from Worldwide Group and all the premieres and all that stuff. But we had done all of that. And so I came out, I was feeling good. And I went through that and I was like, if, if I'm supposed to be helping people with this, why do I feel like such garbage right now? Like, I feel like trash. It's absolutely awful. So I'd hit this other kind of metric, I guess, that, that I'd, a goal that I'd set with our diamond. So I got to sit down and have coffee with him. And I was like, super excited about it. Cause you know, here's this guy giving me some of his time. All I had to do was get a certain number of numbers. And then we would sit down and have coffee. I was like, this is great. So I told him about this situation. He's like, yeah, that's going to happen. You just got to move on. And I'm like, what do you mean you just wow. move on? Like, 
this guy was devastated by what I had said and done right here. How can, how can this just be a move on? Like you literally have to dehumanize people and treat them as a number in order to make it big in Amway. And I could not do that. I couldn't treat people just as numbers and just as uh, somebody else to help accomplish my goals and paint it like I was helping them accomplish theirs. Right. And so that was lingering. Like that was probably the last time that I legitimately went out connecting with people because I, I, I was scarred from that. Like I was emotionally scarred from that. So every time I went out, I had anxiety that I was going to do that to somebody else. And I thank that guy for, for having that conversation with me. Cause I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have broken down like that and given up finally. I should have given up a long time before that. That was probably a year and a half before I actually quit, um, officially quit. But we had gone through these health challenges with with Liz, kind of further further health challenges. I didn't have money to pay for a, a ditto anymore, which is a, just a recurring monthly order. I didn't have the money to pay for it anymore. I called and I felt guilty. I felt guilty for telling them that I was going to be quitting this garbage company trash thing that had taken away from my wife, from my family from our life, from vacations, from cool experiences, from other things. And they're just like, you know what? You're, you're, you and Liz are some of our best friends and everything. Never heard from our platinum again. And we were in, we were actually in Florida at this point. And we had just been through the hurricane because we were, we were there doing a treatment for my wife when the hurricane came and hit. So we were driving back from there. And our sponsors had called and he was like, Hey, just wanted to see how you guys are doing. I was like, man, that's so cool. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Like just really, you know, is encouraging and everything like that. And he's like, so just wanted to ask. And I knew right then this is a, this is a business call. It's not a checkup. It's not friendship. It's a business call. Do you want us to take care of your customers that you had here now that you're done? What an unnecessary and, call. Like, right? obviously. Yeah. I was like, like, you're, you're going to anyways. Right. Like I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> like it's going to roll up to someone and that someone's you and you know that. So why are you calling me? I think they wanted to get the jump on it for another incentive that it carried on. And if they could hit more sales, then they would get the incentive. I don't know. Um, that was pretty much the last conversation that I had. They'd asked for like their numbers and stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give numbers like that's somebody else's personal information. They registered it on Amway when we quit and things are done, then it'll roll up. And I think that was in August. So wow. that was, that was really the final straw. I, I didn't have the money to do it anymore. I didn't have the motivation. I'd been hurt. My wife had been hurt. Like there was just a lot that had happened through everything. And I was starting to realize just how toxic it was and just how bad it was. And after we quit, we found Reddit. We jumped on anti-MLM and Liz read the book by the guy who was an Emerald somewhere else. And I found out that just about everything that we were told by our upline and by everybody who was there about Worldwide Group basically being the, the model. They, they prided themselves on being the original, the most important. So Brit Worldwide helped Ron Perrier, who is the, the guy who started Worldwide Group. And Ron then like helped a ton of other people and other lines of sponsorship. I found out that everybody that was saying that all of this was the original, every other line of sponsorship does the exact same thing. They all claim it. <laughs> yes, because so here's the funny thing. I had some friends who I was very close to, still am, 
um, they were in Amway with another line of sponsorship, the Jaeger Group. We told them, we're like, oh yeah, like this is what we are. And this was very early on. This was like, we had only been in for a couple of months at this point. I was like, we need to see if they, if they want to do it. I didn't know they were part of it. We, we were telling them like, oh yeah, there's this thing called Eagle. They're like, oh yeah, we have Eagle. And I was like, oh, they're like, oh yeah. And we do this thing. There were some differences. Like they didn't get to choose the books that they bought. Their books were sent to them. This is the book of the month. And you're going to read this book this month. And we, we got to buy the books that we wanted and read them at our own pace. Just 15 minutes of reading a day. You do that. And they had their own communication system and they had their own thing. I think communicate is a system that every line of sponsorship has because it's www.communicate.com or whatever. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that there's like ltd.communicate.com and there's jaegergroup.communicate.com. I can't find that anywhere, but I, I assume that that's, that's it. Every line of sponsorship has something like that. And it's just been copy pasted across them. And everyone posts and says that theirs is the best and that theirs is the greatest and that they have this standard. And if you're not going to do this, you're going to suck the rest of your life. It's like the raised pizza of MLM. (laughs) Everybody's claiming to be the original. Like it's just hilarious. Right. Yeah. I'm just, oh my God. Wow. So it's, it's been a journey. Like even now, which is weird because I would get off work, I would shower, I would get dressed, I would fix my hair, and I would go out to meet guys for as a business. married man for business. And I'm like, this is weird. This is so weird. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh, it's really funny. So how has it been now, you know, after? How long oh has it been? Oh my gosh. Um, well, five months. So we're still pretty fresh out. I still have a little bit of PTSD going to uh, going to the store, especially Target. I don't want to like if I say hi to somebody, they're gonna think I'm weird. They're gonna think I'm prospecting them. They're gonna... So there's still a little bit of that. I really am pretty much just a carefree guy. I just really enjoy talking to people and having conversations. But I'm not gonna start the unnatural conversations that I had before, yeah. ever again. Um, that's that's not me. But our marriage is better, honestly. That's like good too. they, they talked about how good marriages and they're like, there's less than a 2% divorce rate in worldwide group in this business or industry. I think they said in this business, because they were talking specifically about Amway. I would like um, that to be and I'm like, cited. <laughs> I think it's because people quit before they get divorced. Possibly. Maybe. They're just like, I can't do this business anymore. And then it's too late for our marriage and whatever. And so they carry on. But yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. I didn't realize how much strain it was putting on our relationship because I, I couldn't talk to Liz about things. I couldn't talk to Liz about difficult things. And she said, like, I don't know how to help you. You need to talk to Platinum about that. And I was like, oh my gosh. I just didn't realize wow. that, that there was all of that going on. And I remember my Platinum saying like, you know, if, if, if you're wanting to spend time with your kid, he's like, you know, uh, for me, 45 minutes every night with my daughter, and, and that fills my tank. I'm just like, but what about her? Right? Like, it's not like, about you anymore, buddy. Yeah. And I'm just like that. Like, I want to spend time with my son. I want to raise him. I want to be present for him. And this business is not allowing me to be present for him. That's absolutely nuts. So yeah, that was, that was another thing that kind of lingered in my mind. There was a lot of like kind of breadcrumb or maybe snowball. Snowball is probably a better, uh, better analogy. It just kept building. And like rolling and it was one small thing that kind of built and grew until it was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I get to spend and enjoy time with my son. We get to watch movies again without guilt. 
I love movies. I love shows. Like I said, I wanted to be an animator. I, I get to enjoy the things that I enjoyed before and so not feel guilty about them. So yeah, it's like, it's been healing for us to, to be out of it. And I don't have to worry about prospecting. We, they had us build a names list of everybody that we know. And thankfully we put ours on paper. We didn't like Google docs or anything like that because they don't have it anymore and they can't reach out to our names list and try and say that, Hey, Isaac referred you in business. I never did that because that's how they would, oh that's how they would God, approach it. Yes. Yeah. I've they, heard horror stories like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. They called a few of us and they say like, Hey, don't reach out to him. Like he doesn't know anything about what's going on here. So, but he thought you might be a good fit. That's no. That's Isaac told me to call you, but don't call to confirm this. But he right. said, <laughs> right. Yeah. And they always told him like, yeah, tell him it's a legit opportunity if they do reach out to you. Ah, no. Oh my right. God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'm so glad you're out and that you guys yes. are thriving and rebuilding and healing and getting better. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your perspective. Um, yeah. Are you ready to do some rapid fire questions? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, what is one word that encompasses how you feel about MLM? Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Just gross. Give me a warning to somebody who's listening and still thinks that this might be a good idea. For one, it's not. Um, if you are wanting to get in, even with the best of intentions, it's not designed for success. And it's going to lead to stress. It's going to lead to failure. It's going to lead to feelings of inadequacy and it's best to just stay away. I feel like I know the answer to this, but what's the worst MLM in your opinion? Amway. Sorry. I, I cough right there. Amway. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I, I feel like that's the majority answer by now. After right. two years of the show, people are like, look, I wasn't even in it, but it's Amway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What is the hardest lesson that you had to learn while you were in Amway? Oh boy. Um, you can't use people to get what you want. And it's not that I ever wanted to, but that is what I was doing and I was trying to do. You, you cannot do that. And uh, give me a positive takeaway about this journey you had. Oh, okay. So I, I, I do have a positive if you want to be successful in something, you do have to be committed to it. There were people that were in that line of sponsorship for longer than we were that saw us at a thousand PV as successful. They're just like, you guys are doing so much more work and everything. I was like, actually, we're not like y'all are doing so much more. Like there was people that did 10 times as much as we did and didn't have the results that we did, which is crazy to me. But I understand like just about anything else, like the same effort applied anywhere else will bring you much more success. I think that's something that I'm excited to explore going on in the future. I love that. It's beautiful. You know, you can do the hard work. That's not the hard part, right? right. So it's like, yeah, absolutely. And I can also attest to working hard and being passionate about something and having it pay off and, and having it eventually like be something that you're really proud of and can be like, look what I did. So yeah. this podcast is amazing. Well, thank I you. I love this. And thank you. kudos to you for just going for it. And I, it's it's such important work that you're doing too. Thank you. And I get to meet really cool people like you and tell really interesting stories and 
And I know someone is going to email and say, oh my Mm. gosh, Isaac's episode, like it's going to happen because it happens every time. And it's so wonderful. And I I love the fans of the show that get to come on and that we can connect and tell these stories and laugh and work through the trauma in like Mm -hmm. a lighthearted place. And uh, yeah, I just thank you so much for coming on. And again, the male perspective is so important. We, We learn so many different things. And so I really want to say thank you for being vulnerable. And oh. man, that heartbreaking story about that phone call, like that got me. So yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, Isaac. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.